0: Lord, He got God's good all the time. time? Amen. Genesis chapter 9, verses 8 through 16. And God spake unto Noah and to his sons with him, saying, And I, behold, I establish my covenant with you and with your seed after you, and with every living creature that is with you of the fowl, of the cattle of every beast of the earth with you, from all that go out of the ark to every beast of the earth and I will establish my covenant with you neither shall all flesh be cut off any more by waters the waters of a flood neither shall there any more be a flood to destroy every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations I do set my bow in the cloud and it shall be for a token ...of a covenant between me and the earth, and it shall come to pass when I bring a cloud over the earth, that the bow shall be seen in the cloud. And I will remember... I want you to catch that right there. God says, I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh... And the water shall no more become a flood to destroy all flesh. And the bow shall be in the cloud. And again, it repeats this. God said, I will look upon it that I may remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is upon the earth. Fathers, we come today. We thank you and we praise you, God. For the privilege to be in your house today, we thank you for your goodness and your grace, Lord. I'm asking God that you will bless the message. Speak to our hearts today for the next few moments, and everything's accomplished. We'll give you the praise and the glory. In the name of Jesus, let the church say, and you can be seated. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I want to speak this this morning on a subject titled, a God who remembers. A God who remembers. I'm glad that I serve a God who remembers, especially since I have a whole uh, a, a bad time a lot of times with my memory. Uh, and there's probably some others out there that are the same thing. We have a little trouble with that memory. But the God we serve, is a God who remembers. God told Noah, he said, I will remember my covenant when I see the rainbow. Amen. Uh, I will look upon it that I may remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, This past Friday, uh, we were... uh, running around various places, sister Darlene and I were and uh running errands and taking care of a few things that we needed to uh take care of. And after uh every, we had went everywhere and I was headed back home, uh, I passed over uh under um, sixty five north and it was it was just a little past three, but I noticed the traffic was already out of town slowing up and it was building up. And then when we went on around and got over the I-24 to head towards our house, uh, uh, it, was, it was the same way. Uh, and, uh, I mean, backing up and even to, uh, to a standstill, thought it was an accident, but uh, come to find out it was no accident. It was just heavy traffic uh, and uh, people getting an early start to get out of town uh to be out of town for uh the, the long holiday. Um I found myself taking alternative routes to try to bypass uh, what I could of it. Uh and uh, the people attempting to uh, um just get out of town early. Uh Memorial Day in America like a lot of other national traditions that we have held since our beginning. Uh, Memorial Day has slowly evolved from what it was originally intended. Many people now get so caught up into the recreation of the Memorial Day, they get so involved with that recreation aspect that we have forgotten what the day is really all about. I mean... To many people, and especially a lot of the younger, Memorial Day is just the kickoff for summer. It's the first summer holiday, and uh, a time uh, to pull out the grill. Uh, swimming pools will be opening up all over the city. And all of these things are happening, and uh, family get togethers, and uh, cookouts and the grills, and the whole nine yards and uh that to very to uh, to quite a few people that is all memorial day has gotten and evolved to be but i stand before you today to declare that there are things which are important to remember amen there are things that are important to remember Some of you married men out there, if you don't believe that, uh, it's important you remember that anniversary date.
1: Hmm.
0: Hallelujah. Uh, You'll be sleeping in the doghouse otherwise. Amen. There's some dates and there's some things that are important to remember. And not only remember, to pass them on to following generations. Hallelujah. Why is that uh, important? Remembrance helps us to be thankful. When you pause and take time to remember some things, it helps you to be thankful. And not only does it helps you to be thankful, it also helps to maintain our identity. And God knows we need to do that today because everything from America to even the church seems to have forgotten their identity of who they are. Amen. Hallelujah. We, it, uh, we need to remember
1: our identity of who we are, why we are here, and how we got to this point. Hallelujah. How did we get
0: to be in America, Home the land of the free? It's because of the brave. Hallelujah. Glory to God. American servicemen and women have sacrificed so much for freedom. And then on Memorial the Day, we think about the hundreds of thousands who paid the ultimate sacrifice. You've heard the statement, I'm sure. Uh, uh, all um, uh, gave some, and some gave all. When you give your life, there's nothing else you can give. You have given everything you can give when you uh, uh, when you give your life. And I stop and I think about. I think about the thousands, brother Kenneth, of men and
1: women. Who are not home today. They won't be grilling out with families
0: and they won't be having family get togethers and cookout because they went over there somewhere and there they remain laying under the foreign soil of another country because they paid it all. I honor and remember the. Vietnam veterans because they didn't get the ticker tape parade when they came back. They were treated about as bad over here as they were by the Viet Cong when it was over there. Thank God it's beginning to change somewhat. But We are here today able to do what we're doing because somebody paid the ultimate sacrifice. We're able to worship the Lord the way that we want to because somebody paid the ultimate sacrifice. Many didn't come back home And as Brother Kenneth said a while ago, a lot who came back home came back home with illnesses and physically and also mentally that makes life sometimes more difficult to live than to die. So we need to pause to think about and to remember. Those who have given up so much for what we hold dear. Now, (laughs) I want to pass on to say that God is a God of remembrance. He has placed many road signs along the way to remind us who we are and why we are here. God had Moses to design major feasts in the law to observe throughout the year that would remind people how God had blessed them and preserved them along their way. Every one of those Old Testament Jewish feasts, if you've ever studied it, if you remember some of the times that we've taught on the Jewish feasts, every one of them were given so the people of God could remember something. Amen. Hallelujah. The Feast of Tabernacles, for example. The Feast of Tabernacles, God told Moses, every, once every year at a certain time, amen, people come to Jerusalem and let them pitch tents. All up along outside of Jerusalem. And let there be a a day.
1: Amen. Of people living in the tents. And having a, a different feast. Amen. To remember the time. That their forefathers dwelt
0: in the wilderness. For 40 years. God is a God. Who remembers. Amen. Sometimes. We get to feel neglected, and sometimes we may feel used or abused in some kind of way when it seems like that you say, "Well, you know what, why does this always follow me to do this or that or or or, or whatever?" God will always remember the labor and the work of love you do in the kingdom of God. There are people who do things in the church and in the kingdom of God that never get any recognition from the pulpit. But God knows. God remembers. And even though I do like to hear
1: things, and we all like to hear things, I believe every one of us had rather have God remember what we've done for him when we stand before the judgment seat of Christ. I want him to remember, brother church. I want him to remember and say, well done, that good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I'm going to make you ruler over many things. Give God praise.
0: He's a God who remembers. God even made reminders so he could remember as in our text today. So let's take time and pause a moment to remember those who had paid such tremendous sacrifice for freedom in this nation. But also, let's remember a Savior, oh glory, who gave up I don't know about you but if I'm able to make through the streets to the streets of gold on that city and I'm actually there I don't think I'll be willing to, on my own to to leave and go somewhere else come on but Jesus was there he had all the glory
1: all the honor
0: But he gave it all up. He became a pauper. So you and I could be made free. So you and I could be released from the chains that bind us. So you and I can have a home on the other side when this life is over. I'm glad. And if you thank Jesus for that, give him a hand clap of praise. Glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. God gives us all of these things. He gave the rainbow so, so he could remember. Amen. That he would be reminded of the covenant that he made. Amen. To all, man, uh, all mankind. And that's the first thing I want to talk about today, being in covenant with God, being in covenant with God. God told Noah that he would establish a covenant with him, his seed, and a perpetual covenant throughout all generations. So the first time in Scripture, and this is important, church, The first time in Scripture a covenant is mentioned, it is brought up by God. Hallelujah. The first time in Scripture a covenant is mentioned, it's brought up by God. Now there's a principle here that we should recognize. Hallelujah. There's a principle that we should consider, and that is this. God desires that he and his creation live in unity and oneness. He desires fellowship with you. I promise you, God desires to be in fellowship with each one of us more than we desire to be with him. What do you mean, Brother well, You know, Sometimes we, we, we prove otherwise, don't we? Sometimes we prove otherwise. God desires fellowship with you. He wants you, He and all humanity to be in agreement. That's what a covenant is. A covenant is an agreement. And when God unites
1: with you in covenant, He will always remember the promise of that covenant. Hallelujah. Every promise in the word of God, and I have taught on the covenants many times. Every promise in the word of God, every every covenant, amen, has promises with those covenants. Hallelujah. Every and God desires to be in covenant or in agreement with every one of us.
0: He will remain if, if you if you step up and, 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 and unite in covenant with God, God will always remember the promises of that covenant between you and Him. Psalms 105, 6 through 8. O ye seed of Abraham, his servants, ye children of Jacob, his chosen. Notice that, chosen. We should never forget. We're talking about remembrance. One thing, one thing we should never forget is that you didn't choose God. He chose you. He was one doing the choosing. Hallelujah. Oh, ye seed of Abraham, his servant, ye children of Jacob, his chosen. He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. He has remembered, look at that, his covenant forever. The word which he commanded to a thousand generations. Hallelujah. Being in covenant with God. When you came to an altar and you repented of your sins, you may not have realized or even thought about it at the time, but you became in covenant with God. And there are promises that goes along with that covenant or agreement that you made with God. When you went the next step and you went down in a watery grave and you was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for remission of your sins, you stepped into a deeper covenant with god
1: listen there's, there's oh hallelujah every step you take on your road to god amen you begin you you take it in a deeper covenant a deeper agreement there's a deeper covenant in baptism than there is repentance amen and there are promises associated with baptism that wasn't associated with repentance study your Bible hallelujah glory to God I feel the Holy Ghost on right now oh but then when you walk a little closer and you rise to walk in units of life and you're filled with the Holy Ghost power oh you step into a covenant and there's a promise there that you didn't receive in repentance there's a promise there that you didn't receive in that it's a promise that only comes
0: through the infilling of the Holy Ghost Oh, God will always remember the covenant that you make with him. And I think right now it would be good for us to remember some of the promises God has made with us in covenant. Hallelujah the first thing I want to talk about and I'm, going to, I'm, going to, I'm not going to linger I want to get through all of these a promise of forgiveness hallelujah a promise of forgiveness hallelujah he should have it up on the screen just in a second now God has made you a promise of that he would forgive you. Do you know one of the objections that I've gotten down through the years from folks is, Brother Sammy, I just don't feel like that God could ever forgive me for some of the things that I've done. I've heard that time and time again. But you don't know. You don't know, preacher. In fact, I'm too ashamed to even mention some of them to you. But I just don't know whether or not God can forgive me of that. Let me tell you something. What you need to work on is forgiving yourself. Cause... Come on, somebody. A lot of people are having difficulty in their spiritual growth with God because they haven't forgiven their own self yet. You need to forgive yourself because when you come to God and you repent and you confess your sins not to a priest in a little black closet, but you confess your sins on your knees to him He's given a promise of forgiveness, Brother Jeff. 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. If we confess our sins, He is faithful. Look at somebody and say, He's faithful. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to think about forgiveness. He's faithful to say, well, I'm, when you do do die like uh, my uh, my Catholic people teach, I'll, I'll, I'll send you to purgatory for a while so you can pay for some of that bad stuff. And then after you've been in purgatory a while, you'll be released. <laughs> That's no scripture for that, folks. When he forgives you, you don't have to worry about payment. You don't never
1: have to worry about paying for your sin. Guess what? Hallelujah! He paid my debt that oh, he didn't owe. My Lord, he paid a debt that I couldn't pay. I do not, never will have to ever pay for a sin or wrong or transgression. Jesus paid it all. You can believe the lie of the devil you want to. Any kind of spirit that says otherwise is from the devil. It ain't from God. He paid for all your sins.
0: If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from A-double-L-all Unrighteousness <clears throat> that's a promise, folks. It's a promise of forgiveness there's there's no uh, nothing else to be added to that. I like what Jesus said in john's gospel chapter six verse thirty seven Jesus said all that the Father giveth me shall come to me and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out first of all if you come to the Lord it's because God has drawn you with His Spirit, He's caused you to feel conviction in your heart that makes you want to go. And if you go, you ain't going to sit there, you 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 and the uh, and then the Lord, and discuss one by one all your sins and see which one of them is worthy and what's not worthy. One that can keep you from coming to God. That's not, that's not the way it is. And him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. God has made the promise that if you come to him, he's going to receive you. He's going to accept you. There's going to be a lot of people in this world that's never going to accept you. I don't care what
1: you do. There's some people in the church that will never accept you. I don't care what you do. You can't live to satisfy nobody, but it ain't people that you need to satisfy anyway. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah. Jesus will receive you. If he don't, he's a liar. His word's a lie, and we're all wasting our time here today. Whew.
0: My, my, my. Let me move on. I could continue more about that promise of forgiveness. I could get a little deeper talking about promise of forgiveness of sins. The threefold nature of it. Past, present, and future. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The second promise it's a promise of security. Hallelujah. A promise of security. People today, governments, are doing everything they can to promote security. Ever since 9 11. We as Americans have given up a whole lot of freedoms we used to have, we don't have no more because of 9-11. And they just get plum crazy about some of these things. I believe that we have to watch stuff, but some some of these things that um, airport officers put people through is plain ridiculous. But it's all in the name of security. And everybody worried and concerned about security. I'm going to tell you something, folks. The only true security you're going to ever have is in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The security I have today, the security I trust in, that makes me be able to walk down the streets or, or, or go to sleep at night and not worry, my security is not what I'm packing, it's what I'm holding in here. Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's the only true security anybody's got.
0: John chapter 10 verses 27 through 30 Jesus again doing the talking he said my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My, 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 my Father which gave him, uh, me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. That's security, folks. Hallelujah. Can't nobody take me out of the Father's hand. I'm the only one that can do that. I got, I, I'm a free moral agent. I can walk away any time I please. Just like a sign I saw at the church one time. Why The sign said, Why don't you try, Jesus, to see if you like him. If you don't, the devil would always be glad to take you back. Hallelujah. Kate, nothing or Nobody. Snatch me away. Hallelujah. That's security. That's security, folks. Hallelujah. That is security. A favorite, another favorite scripture of mine is Romans chapter 8, verses 35 through 39. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution? famine or nakedness or peril or sword as it is written for thy sake we are killed all day long we are counted as sheep for the slaughter nay in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us for I am persuaded Paul said I'm persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, <laughs> nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Jesus still loves me when I'm not that lovable. Hallelujah. Jesus will keep his word to me when I break mine to his. Come on. Hallelujah. That, folks, is the greatest security that anybody can ever have. There's one more, one more promise and one more point. There, there are others in Scripture, but I, I have to stop at a, a certain point for time. But I want to talk about one more briefly, and that's a promise of provision <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> I don't know how you feel about it, folks, but I'm sure glad that God knows what I have need before I even ask Him. I can't tell you when I look back and I remember and I take time to pause and think. There have been a lot of times that I went to God with a need and God supplied it but there are also a lot of times that I had a need and I hadn't even went to God yet but God still supplied it because he knows what you have need of before you ask him that's a promise a provision hallelujah a promise, a provision. Luke chapter 12, verses 27 through 32. This is going to be the last group of scriptures that I'm going to read. Somebody took this and, and wrote a, a beautiful song about it. Jesus said, Consider the lilies, how they grow. They toil not, they spend not, and yet I say unto you that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. If God, uh, if then God so clothe the grass, which is today in the field and tomorrow is cast into the oven, how much more will He clothe you, O ye? of little faith. And seek not ye what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, neither be ye of doubtful mind. For all these things do the nations of the world seek after, and your Father knoweth that you have need of these things. But rather seek ye the kingdom of God. And all these things. Part of these things shall be added to you. Some of these things shall be added to you. All these things. What? All the things that you need. Bar none. All the things that you need shall be added unto you. My Lord. Next verse. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. I don't know of a parent, a mom, or a dad who doesn't take pleasure in being able to provide things that their children desire. My Lord, why why in the world would a dad stay up over half the night on Christmas Eve putting toys together why would he spend money that he really could use somewhere else? With the frustrations involved, it becomes all worth it on Christmas morning when that package is tore back. And you see the face and the eyes of those children. It suddenly makes it all worth it. You take pleasure in giving to your children because you love them. A lot of times you give them more than they need. But I believe that's part of us being created in the image of God. God takes pleasure in the giving to his children. God gives us many times much more than what we need because he loves us. He takes pleasure in that. He takes pleasure in his provision a promise of provision, a promise of forgiveness, a promise of security. There's really only one word I can say after telling you and preaching you this message. There's really only one word that I can think about why you wouldn't be willing to step up and get in get into a covenant with God. And be in agreement with God. And that is just pure stupidity. <laughs> Amen. I mean I hate it. But even God can't heal stupid.
1: And when you're not willing to serve God after all the Bible said God has promised all those who will walk with him in agreement, those who will give it all up to him, everything he's promised you, you're playing stupid, mister, for sitting on that pew. You're playing stupid, lady, for not making a move called Gita, Because he's done everything to prove his love for you, it's time you prove something to him. Stand